Off day for the Cardinals. They'll be in Milwaukee tomorrow, so the perfect time to visit with Brian Walton of the Cardinal Nation. Dot com And, uh, Brian, we normally uh, have the chance to visit on Wednesdays. We decided to push it to Thursday with an off day for the Cardinals yesterday, a day game. And uh, first of all, great to visit with you, and uh, happy Thursday to you. How are things going? Yeah, great, Dan. It's an exciting time. Not only, of course, is the Major League team playing, but AAA is playing. And now tonight, uh, the three other full-season teams, AA and the two Class A teams begin. So, you know, starting tonight, we'll have baseball at uh, five different levels in the system, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, we'll jump into that and some of the roster moves that have been made by the uh, Cardinals and the minor league affiliates. I want to start with the Cardinals start, the Major League Club. Uh, rough series against the Braves. They are swept at Bush Stadium. They took two of three against the Toronto Blue Jays. But uh, what's your thoughts right now and what you've seen from the Cardinals? Well, there was some optimism, especially, you know, after the first, uh, even the first game where the you know, Cardinals scored nine runs and still lost. But it, it opened up the question that you've talked about a lot, Dan, and, and certainly I've agreed with, and that is the questionable nature of the starting pitching. And, uh, you know, they, they, Miles Michaelis has been through two starts now and has not been the type of pitching that you would want to see from a guy at the top of the rotation filling in for Adam Wainwright as the normal leader of the staff. And uh, uh, Jake Woodford, you know, got his big chance, uh, didn't really perform well. And the Cardinals really, Stephen Matz, you know, didn't pitch as well as he did in spring training. So, and Jack Flaherty, of course, you know, it's con- the question marks continue with him. So, you know, there's not a sure thing anymore in that rotation. And because of that, even with a, you know, rejuvenated offense, the Cardinals are going to have trouble winning games unless they can get better starting pitching. Which leads me to the question, the rotation of AAA right now at Memphis, and uh, I would assume it's it's headed by Matthew Libertor as he continues to work and try to progress to the major leagues and be an everyday guy or at least every fifth day so who else is in that rotation that maybe could catch your eye yeah certainly Matthew Libertor is the guy and, and again you know he had a very good spring training as well but there just wasn't room for him with St. Louis and uh, you know it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how many starts Woodford gets before they consider making a change of course Dakota Hudson is there as well who's made I don't know, almost 80 career major league starts. And Dakota, again, hasn't got back to his pre-Tommy John form yet, but there's still hope he will. Uh, Connor Thomas, a lefty who was so good in the Arizona Fall League, he only had a so-so spring, but he's on the 40-man roster as well. And then the young guy, Gordon Graceffo, who, of course, uh, was drafted in the fifth round a couple of years ago, uh, progressed through the system very, very well. Uh, had a successful time at Springfield last year, and now he's in that Memphis rotation as well. Graceffo is not on the 40-man yet, and so, you know, they'll likely wait to add him until um, either later this year or maybe even next year. Brian, who's caught your eye uh, at Memphis so far? I know it's early, but uh, who's caught your eye and got your attention? Well, you know, it's a veteran team. Uh, The guy who's come out of the gates uh, like crazy, Luke and Baker, three home runs in his first three games. You know, the big first baseman uh, doesn't have a lot of value defensively. Certainly he's a credible first baseman, but can't really play in the outfield. And so he's a little bit blocked in terms of his opportunity with St. Louis, but but, uh, he swung the bat very well. Kramer Robertson had a very nice spring and has continued well. Uh, Mason Wynn, of course, is going to be atop that Memphis lineup. And, you know, he, um, again, had a very nice spring camp, but, you know, there's just a couple games in with Memphis. So, you know, it's too early to start looking at numbers yet. Would you consider Luke and Baker, who's been around now for a while, 
um, a legitimate prospect that at some point, whether it's with the Cardinals or not, but he could make it to the major leagues. Well, sure. You know, anybody that has a bat that, you know, can hit home runs would have a home. You know, it used to be that guys like that you would think would potentially go off to the American League. Uh, but, you know, that's not really the case anymore. When now with a designated hitter, there's jobs, jobs potentially all over. But again, you know, with Paul Goldschmidt and then, you know, the next tier of players, the the Juan Yepeses and the Burlesons all looking for, and Nolan Gorman's all looking for at bats. It's just hard to see how it's going to work out for Luke and Baker with St. Louis. We, we still consider him a prospect. Now, He's not, you know, top 20 guy anymore. He's number 34 on our list. For, but certainly, you know, if the if the right situation presents itself, I'm sure that Luke and Baker will get a shot in the major league somewhere. As I've always said, and it's somewhere is the, is the key phrase, you know, you're, you're working in the minor leagues and you're playing for that organization, but the, the – the, the honest truth about it is that you're playing for a spot anywhere in Major League Baseball, and I, I know that you've seen that a thousand times. Absolutely, and you know sometimes it takes another organization for a guy to get a chance. Moises Gomez, of course, who was a player of the year in the system last year, was a very well-thought-of prospect in the uh, Tampa Bay Rays organization, but he kind of flattened out at AA, had a bad year, and when he was eligible for free agency, uh, he wasn't brought back for whatever reason, and the Cardinals grabbed him, and you know he had a tremendous season a co-player of the year in the system last year, uh, earned a 40-man roster spot. So, you know, sometimes, again, it's just a matter of a change of scenery. Guys, you know, I don't want to say they get stale, but certainly they get familiar with their environment and maybe the coaches have established a, a view of them that it's hard for them to shake. Mason Wynn, uh, everybody's intrigued with him with the great athletic talent that he has, the big arm, he can run, hits for a little power. I'm fascinated to see his progression at AAA and then the progression to the major leagues, which very well could happen again this season. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Taylor Motter, of course, uh, non-roster invitee, made the team when Paul DeYoung uh, had to go on the injured list because of a bad back. Uh, and But Motter... Is a is a major league journeyman, and you know, Grant he hit a hit a ball harder than anybody's hit it, you know, in a long time last night, the other night. But the fact is, he's a roster filler guy. He's a he's a journeyman guy. And when they bring up Mason Wynn, it's not going to be because there's a bench spot. They're going to bring Mason Wynn up to be a starter in the major leagues, and that may not be this year because let's face it, you got two Gold Glovers in in Donovan and Edmund in the middle infield, and so. You know, maybe when DeYoung's contract is up, you know, they'll figure out some way to to juggle a lineup or there could always be a trade or an injury or who knows. But, you know, this is an important growth year for Mason Wynn. I think he had, a, you know, by all accounts, a tremendous spring training that, you know, sort of moved up his time schedule. But, um, you know, still there has to be a job for him for him to come to the majors. They're not going to bring him up and sit him on the bench. He should play in Memphis every day. Fuse is here as the official automotive partner of St. Louis City FC, and we are here winning with 17 brands of vehicles, 13 huge Lou Fuse locations, and over 1,600 new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Lou Fuse is here with the selection you want, the savings you need, and the support for our community you can count on. Visit us today at Fuse.com. I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I think it's a big year for Avon Herrera. What do you think? Yeah, you know, Avon Herrera frankly, you know, had a good shot last year and kind of disappointed uh, when, when Yadier Molina was injured and, you know, they brought him up and he really didn't take off like you hope. But then you say, yeah, guy's 21, 22 years old. You know, it's his first opportunity in major leagues. But Herrera didn't get a really long 
opportunity to show himself this spring either. We saw some of the younger catchers, uh, Anthony, Pedro Pajes especially, uh, get a lot of at-bats that I would have thought, you know, would have been given to Yvonne Herrera. So, you know, they need to see him do more in the, in the minor leagues and uh, both defensively and with the bat. Uh, and so, you know, they're going to make a decision, obviously, on Andrew, Andrew Kisner's future at some point. And Yvonne Herrera, you know, they thought was going to be the guy. But bringing in Wilson Contreras like they did was a signal that they maybe don't think either Kisner or Herrera is going to be the guy. But you'd hope to have a reserve catcher at the major leagues that can hit better than Andrew Kisner's shown. So if you follow the minor leagues, the Cardinal Nation com great place to go especially for the st louis cardinals and brian now we've got an idea of, of where players are positioned in terms of rosters as the season kicks off and i know you've got some insight on that yeah it's a really it's an exciting time to see uh these young players all came to spring camp and they were you know hoping for an opportunity to get promoted play at a, a higher level hopefully and we saw of course the memphis roster get announced first because the redbirds the, the major league baseball made a change last year to have the triple a schedule much more closely mirror the major league schedule in terms of when it starts and when it ends and the reason for that of course is that uh, especially in september where there used to be uh, call-ups all the way up to potentially a 40-man roster now teams can only bring up three players in september so they needed a ready supply of reserves at triple a and that's the same with the start of the season so they basically extended the triple a season and so they got started first um, and so then now this week, of course, the double uh, A and the single A rosters, um, both the single A teams are now getting ready to play. And there's a lot of good prospects, not just at Memphis, but at the at the other levels. Uh, certainly Springfield. Uh, we talked about Michael McGreevy, who um, was our is our number five prospect, who's headlining the Springfield roster. Then down at Peoria, Tink Hens is going to be starting tonight in their opening game. He's our number three prospect in the system. Cooper Jerpy, who was a first rounder last year, uh, also made the Peoria team, so he'll skip over Low A Palm Beach. So there's some very very exciting players in the system, and of course uh, the Palm Beach Club, which is right there um, at at Jupiter, uh, Pete Hansen, Bryson Motts, who are the next two left-handers picked, as well as a catcher, Leonardo Bernal, outfielder Joshua Baez. So there's a nice core of players at Palm Beach as well. How about Joshua Baez? You know, he, he confident young man, top draft choice, one of the top draft choices a couple of years ago. How did he fare this spring, and how much did he uh, get a chance to show his skills? Well, he got to play every day. He was batting cleanup for uh, for Palm Beach, and, yeah, for Palm Beach in a number of their games. And really, it was kind of a feast or famine spring. What I saw of Joshua Baez either was you know he showed off his tremendous power or he struck out, and he still has a little trouble with the off-speed pitches. It looks like uh, he got an opportunity. He had a lot of injuries last season, and then late in the summer they moved him up to Palm Beach, and he got his feet on the ground at the level. It makes all kinds of sense to bring him back. He's our number 12 prospect right now. Still very young because he was drafted out of a Massachusetts high school. Um, and so this is a good year for Bias to hopefully have a complete, healthy season and play beginning to end, which is something he's never done yet. Let's wrap it up with this. So it's a busy time, as I mentioned, in the minor leagues, certainly with the major leagues. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, starting tomorrow will be the first of our team reports. We have reporters in all the minor league affiliates. And so, as I said, because Memphis has been playing for a number of days now, we'll have our first a report from our local reporter there, Malik Robinson, who's at AutoZone Park. And then uh, starting next week, 
week. Of course, the other teams will have their daily reports as well. I've got detailed that for those who, who don't pay to subscribe, you can see the rosters at all the levels. But for those who do subscribe, a lot more analysis on which players moved up, how, how many levels they've moved up, um, and all kinds of information about the, the, the minor league teams that are getting underway tonight. All right, minor league season kicks off tonight. Get the coverage at thecardinalnation.com. And Brian, as always, thanks for the visit. We'll catch up next week. Great, Dan. Talk to you then.